Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast. And Italia is on the way to the semis. Farsa Zuri, we did it once again. 2-1 over Belgium. Joining me right now, a man who is as excited as I am. Look at him. He's ecstatic. He's belated. He's not Italian, but he wishes he was. He wishes he was. John Lemniatis, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, sir. You guys are doing better. We are doing very, very well. Another very good performance, I thought, from the Italians, especially the first half, which was almost per- picture perfect with the exception of maybe the last 30 seconds of the first half. How did you see the first half? Let's start with that. Unfortunately, I agree. I think uh, Italy played very well in the first half. I think they played quite well uh, throughout the whole game and uh, deservedly, uh, deservedly win. Obviously, they're playing Belgium, who's a, who's a difficult team and certainly a team that's always in it. But uh, Italy deserved to win and they did very well. And they win by a score of 2-1 to one, and it was uh, what looked like Bonucci to open the scoring at the 13th minute of play off a set piece. But John... Uh, the replay clearly showed it was offside. Yeah, it was originally, uh, I think you could have touched two players on the wing that were offside. But obviously with the VIR, uh, it, it was easy to, uh, easy to see and easy to, uh, to uh, not uh, allow the goal. 31 minutes in, Marco Verratti to a pass to Nicolo Barella in the box. And it looked like they didn't want to foul him, John, for the risk of getting a PK against them. So Barella held his ground. He was able to make his way through a little bit of traffic with a little bit of footwork and blasted into the far corner. That was an yeah, awesome ball. Yeah, it started off, uh, I think Belgium could have cleared the ball. I think one of their center backs tried to play with the ball. Uh, Verratti intercepted just outside the box. And then I think rightfully so, like you say, they wanted to defend, but they were also very afraid that if they would have touched them, it would have been a penalty, but it was great play by Barrera, uh, and he's been uh, he's been a real uh, showcase in this tournament. I mean, he did very well with Inter during the season, but the guy is a, is a real star. Barella is fantastic. Uh, I find Barella the players is. that Italy has in the midfield with Jorginho, with Verratti. I mean, to think that a guy like Locatelli doesn't start every game, I think it says a lot. And uh, the second he scored, uh, I popped open my Cherry River. It's This is one is my second one of the day. It's the hard seltzer. Only 90 calories. John, natural flavor, yeah, no right. preservatives. Now yeah, available nice in Quebec, grocery stores, and at the beer store as well. My friend, okay, cheers. This 90. is for you. Yeah, 90 by 5 of them. It doesn't add up to 90, right? But I'm okay. It goes down very, very easy. All right, okay. Speaking of easy... Uh, Lorenzo Insigne made it look easy, John, when he put Italy up by a score of two to nothing. Uh, here's a guy who plays off the left wing, who likes to cut inside. He does. And can you get a better shot than that, John? Right yeah, at the top of the net. Fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I think it was classic. 
classic of his play because he comes inside, he plays on the left, comes inside and shoots. I was a little bit surprised that uh, Belgium didn't do a better job in pushing him to his left. And I kind of thought that Courtois was a little bit late uh, in, in jumping and getting to the ball. But nevertheless, it was a fantastic goal. And, and it gives you a little bit uh, of leeway and not being as stressed as when you're up only one goal. The Sick Podcast, I'm Marinero. He's John Lemiatis, who used to coach the Montreal Impact and, of course, former professional player. The show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and see why Essentia is the mattress of choice for many athletes, including over 25% of professional hockey players. Use code SICKPOD for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. Italy looked like they were putting Belgium to sleep, but Belgium woke up in the final minute of the first half. But, John, I can't wait to hear your take on this because, of course, Di Lorenzo was called for a foul in uh, in the box. He, look, a foul was made. I'm not so sure I'm calling that, though. I can't wait to hear your take on this. Yeah, well, first of all, I think Di Lorenzo had a very hard time uh, defending uh, against number uh, 25. I don't know his name. Uh, from Belgium. I think they, the guy played very well and De Lorenzo really had a hard time with him. From the moment you allow somebody to come inside and take a touch inside towards the goal, I think the defender becomes a little bit vulnerable in what decision he has to make. I think it was a little bit soft, the penalty, but at the same time, from the yeah. moment, yeah. as we know from VAR, that we've seen throughout uh, the time that it's been, once the referee called it, it was very difficult for uh, VAR uh, yeah. to take it. So I think it was a bit soft. But um, at the same time, De Lorenzo got outplayed almost throughout the whole game. Yeah, and John, uh, you know, I know you're talking about you're talking about Jeremy Doku, who he yes, and De Bruyne played behind Lukaku, and it should be noted the last game it was Eden Hazard, but Hazard goes out with an injury, and number 25 Doku is now playing with De Bruyne right behind Lukaku, and on the wing that he's going on, running down that left wing, a right back. There's Giovanni Di Lorenzo, and you're right. Di Lorenzo had a hard time with Doku today. Very hard time. Yeah, I mean, he was an exciting player. He was the most dangerous player that Belgium had. It's not a, it's not a bad thing against Di Lorenzo because the guy did play well. I mean, Di Lorenzo did his best, but obviously the guy got the better of him. And the example was at the penalty. He pushed the ball by him, pushed it inside, and then Di Lorenzo had, had to kind of lean on him to try to avoid from him going in. And unfortunately, the referee saw that as a penalty and it couldn't be overturned by the VAR. Yeah, and it should be noted that Di Lorenzo did not start the tournament for Italy. It was actually Florenzi who had to leave after the first half, I believe, of game one with an injury. He hasn't been back and Di Lorenzo yeah. has taken over anyway. So uh, it was Romelu Lukaku who takes the penalty and he puts it in the middle of the net as uh, Donnarumma dives, of course, uh, to one side and it's down the middle of the net. So it's 2-1, and they go to the second half. And they traded chances in the second half. Um, you know, this game could have gone either way, but ultimately, Italy wins by a score of 2-1. Lukaku could have tied it up, but what an incredible play by Spinazzola as a cross comes in, and Spinazzola actually stops it from going into the net. He stopped what was a sure goal, John. Yeah, absolutely. I think Lukaku didn't make the best contact with the ball, Plus, he was on his right foot, which is a little bit weaker than his left. So from that perspective, it was that. But he did it. I mean, Spinazzola has been, to me, has been one of the best players in the tournament. 
Um, he's done fantastic, and that's what he's there for. He's there primarily to defend, even though he's very good going forward. So, like I said, the combination of Lukaku with his right foot, I didn't think he made the best connection with the ball, but nevertheless, Pilajola was there uh, to do his job. You know, you I thought the today. way they celebrated. You could see the way they celebrated. It was almost it's it's like scoring a goal. Yeah. Excellent photo. A shout out to them. Century located close to downtown shopping in Montreal and university ships to all of Canada professional staff at the store and online to help you choose the gear you really need. It's excellentphoto.ca. And speaking of photo, you could take a picture of that. The ball was just off the line uh, within less than a foot of actually going in. Spinazzola's not there. It's a goal. And at that point, it's a different game. You know what I thought struggled a little bit for Italy today, and I don't think there were too many players that struggle, but I thought Immobile up front had several really bad touches on the ball. Too many touches, John. In my opinion, just didn't play a very smart game. No, he didn't. Uh, he's Well, uh, the way I know Immobile and other people may know him a little bit better, but I think he's more of a finisher than he is actually playing with a ball or combining a lot. So uh, his, his first touch was off. Uh, certainly, and he wasn't able to hold up the ball at all whatsoever when the ball came into him. So every time it came, in, it came into him, especially with his back to goal, he lost possession, which then brings the momentum onto Belgium uh, to go forward. But he's more of a, you know, he's more of a guy inside the box as far as I'm concerned. But today, uh, he didn't, he didn't have one of his best games. That's for sure. One of the things that could hurt Italy going forward now, and keep in mind, okay, Italy on their way to the semis. They're going to take on Spain, who won earlier today. The game was 1-1. It went to penalties versus Switzerland, and Spain prevailed. So it'll be Italy versus Spain in the first of the two semis on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. John, what did you make of Spinazzola? You could tell that the ground was wet. You could tell that the grass was coming up. I don't know whether it's he lost his footing I don't know whether it's he hurt his hamstring or he hurt his knee. What did you make of the injury? But clearly, when he was down on the field with his hands over his face and crying, he looked like a guy who believes he's going to miss the rest of the tournament. Yeah, it all, de- it all depends. It all depends on what he felt, and two, it all depends if he heard a sound. If he heard some sort of a sound, a popping sound or some sort of a sound, that's a real indication that you have a huge problem. Because sometimes you can pull a muscle, but it's not as bad as it may seem originally. But if you heard some kind of a noise, some kind of a thing which we don't know, obviously, uh, it could be dangerous. I think it was one of his steps. He misstepped a little bit. I think he slipped at one of the steps that he took, which um, got him off unbalanced which could have twisted a little bit his leg. And he, and it takes a very small movement not to go right for something to go wrong. So it's it's too bad for him because, like I said before, I think he's been one of the best players in the tournament by far. And a shout-out to sportbarshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. And that's where you can get your sports apparel pretty much of any sport. All right, okay, so... One, it, one thing that I want to mention, Tony, yeah, before right. we go through, is that I thought it was a fantastic game. I think this game was a real good image of what real soccer is all about. Uh, the intensity level, the quality... Uh, the, the the physical, uh, the, the, the mileage that the players ran. Uh, I got to say that it's one of the best games that I've seen in a very, very long time in soccer. And I hope that a lot of young players in Quebec saw this game and understood what it was for because I found there was a lot, a lot of good things and a good image for a sport. 
But John, you talked about the mileage and clearly there was mileage from the fullbacks and clearly there was mileage from some of the attacking players. But what I loved in this game was the quality of Barella, the quality of Verratti, the quality of De Bruyne, where one of the things I was really paying attention to, and this especially was when Italy had a 2-1 lead in that second half and time was kicking off, coming off the clock. And by the way, I thought that Roberto Mancini did an excellent job of getting in fresh bodies in there, getting in extra defenders in there, closing out this game. But what I really loved was Marco Verratti, who was looking over his shoulder. I don't know how many times, but John, it happened so very often just to always know where everyone was at the same time and especially paying a lot of attention to De Bruyne behind him and to Lukaku. And this was with Belgium attacking... Late in the game, Verratti was looking over his shoulder a lot. But some of the players that I just talked to you about, so, so smart and so efficient. You know, these, these, these professional players do the right things properly, which people don't notice because they don't do things just for the sake of doing it. They do things because they take information. In other words, they're, they're, they, as the English say, your head is on a swivel all the time. Your eyes are moving all the time. You're taking in information. You're exactly what your environment around the ball is and everywhere else. So we try. I, I know that at every practice that I'm at, I must repeat. Uh, look around. Make sure you look around your shoulder. Look everywhere else to take information. And it's one of the easiest things to do yet. It's one of the hardest things uh, for amateur players to do and to understand how important that is. So when these players do play well they play well for a reason and they do the basic principles of soccer very well and variety and in variety is not the only guy i mean there's everybody does it in, in professional soccer of course that's the way you can prepare yourself to make the best possible uh decision i you know talking about kevin de bruyne before and probably nobody does it more than him it's a sick podcast with marinero you can listen to us via the iheart radio app and of course follow us on all social media platforms he is former professional player john limniatis was the technical director of lake shore soccer soccer club on the west island of montreal all right okay so uh you know one of the things you can't buy is experience uh i was receiving messages here from people telling me going into the tournament where does Italy want to go with 36-year-old Giorgio Chiellini playing central defense? John, he looks 26. And if anything, here he comes back into the lineup after a couple of games off due to injury. It was a big task for him and Bonucci to go up against Romelu Lukaku, one of the biggest, strongest, most powerful forwards in the world, who they know very well because he plays for Inter Milan in Italy, and they're both central defenders with Juventus. I thought Chiellini and Bonucci were fantastic. Yeah, well, that's the key. I think it's because they've played against them on numerous occasions. So they have a very good idea of what he's like. Obviously, Lukaku is one of the most informed uh, strikers in the world. Um, but, you know, they're there for that. They know exactly what they need to do. They're very experienced, like you said. So, And, and the fact that they play on the same team is tremendously helpful because it is clear that they know what each other is going to do. So they had a lot of pluses going into play against Lukaku, even though Lukaku is a very difficult character to deal with, especially yeah. in the beginning of the game. Uh, in the beginning of the game, Belgium was playing long balls into Lukaku, and you could see that they were having a little bit of trouble. But they figured that out, and you're talking about two players that have gone through everything that there is to go through uh, yeah. in soccer. So for me, they're, they're, they're a pleasure to watch. I think Chiellini... Is, is, is a tremendous example uh, for other players. He plays with such great spirit. 
uh, he's always you can see he's smiling at the same time he's serious professional and, and he, professional yeah, and he's, you know and when you look at him just the way his style is you say but what what is this guy it doesn't look like much right but at the end of the day he gets a job done and he's an experienced player that's gone through everything and he was a key to uh, to um to Italy winning and they yeah. have the what's the other the other center back that they have the young player that plays for Inter um Mastoni, who I think is a fantastic player, yeah, uh, and he's not in. So yeah. he's playing the two experienced guys, and I think that most of the reason that Mancini took that decision to yeah. play this because they know Lukaku and they have the experience to deal with Lukaku. And that Bastoni kid is a, is a beast too, by the way. And you know what? Talking about Lukaku, you actually made me remember something that I had forgot. But early on in the game, he gets the ball and he does a step over and puts it on his left, and he could have had that ball had eyes. And what a stop by Donnarumma. Well, look, Donnarumma, first of all, is, is uh, the guy, again, you, you're talking about a 22-year-old, I think, that has how many, two, three hundred, uh, 200 games already for AC Milan. So you're talking about a young goalkeeper that has so much experience. Plus, the guy's a giant. I mean, he's a giant Six, five. man. Yeah, Six, five. He, he's a giant man, and it's very, very difficult to get the ball around him. And not only he's, he's a giant uh, person in, in stature but he's very quick so i was surprised that he made the save to be honest right. okay now if you're a betting man and you can place your bets on my book you go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks for a 50 percent deposit bonus bet win get paid john it's not because italy got through belgium that they're going to get through spain we saw case in point switzerland got through france and they weren't able to get through spain but based on what you've seen between Italy and Spain, who do you have winning this game on Tuesday? Yeah, to be, to be honest, I haven't seen Spain play that much. I only saw them very little. Uh, I don't think they're at a point that they were a few years ago. So Italy is very capable of beating them. And the way Italy has played, you would think that Italy is the favorite uh, going into against Spain. But, you know, what a classic matchup. You know, you're talking about Spain. You're talking about Italy. You're talking about two of the best uh, leagues uh, in the world as far as uh, club play is. So for me, it's a fantastic, uh, it's a legendary uh, matchup to have Spain play against Italy because you'll see, again, I think a lot of quality and two nations that yeah. know what these tournaments are about. They have a lot of experience in them. They know how to go through uh, these type of tournaments. But I do think Italy is probably uh, the slightest favorite going in. But we also have to see at the status of some of their players. Yeah. Right? I mean, Spinazzola being out, I think it's going to be an issue. And you know, it all depends on the health also of the of the Spanish players. All right. And in the other quarters, of course, you have Czech Republic versus Denmark. Uh, that'll go on uh, Saturday at noon and Saturday at 3 p.m. It'll be Ukraine and England. The winners of those games will face off with each other uh, on Wednesday, and then the winner of that game, of course, will go to the final. I have on that side, I have England going through. England will go to the final. The semifinal will be played in Wembley, advantage England, and they'll play the final in, the, in Wembley as well. I have England versus Italy in the final, John, and if so, I got to tell you, it's it's it could be a big, big party in uh, Italy, uh, in many areas throughout the world, and especially in Montreal, where you know there's a big, big, giant Italian community, John. Yes, and there's uh, there's a lot of Spanish here as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Like I said before, there are two nations that are are legendary uh, in soccer. So for me, if they do go to the final, which well, and then you take again, you take England. I think England seems to be their time a bit to do yeah. something good. 
nevertheless, you don't know what they're going to do because every game is, is very difficult. But if we do have an English-Italy uh, final, I think it would be fantastic. It seems like this is what's going to happen. But a lot of times, it's not exactly as we say that it actually uh, comes out to be. So we'll see. If you're planning a big party for the semi or even in the final on the 11th of July, the Sunday, sophistication, event rentals, live music, DJs, sound system, tents, chairs, tables, decor, lighting, photo TV screen. It's your one-stop shop. Call them, 514-570-5770. You, you you you're, you're coming to you watch your name on my house. Yeah, you, you and I are going to be we – uh, we need those people so we can move around a little bit because – and I, and I would like to say that I watched the game, and I'm right now at Lucano's restaurant in uh, in Chamonix Laval, which is a good friend of mine, and sit down with that thing because you you might as well hey take that flag and put it on on your hood like the rest of you guys. Listen to me carefully. First game, we ate turkey for supper. Second game, we had Swiss cheese. Third game, we ate whale. Fourth game, we had ostrich. And today we had Belgian waffles. John Liviano. We're winning the Euro, John. We're going to win. Okay, can, I, can, I, can I get off now? Can I get off now? I want to get off. John Liviano's. It's the sick podcast. He's Liviano's. I'm Marinero. Until next time. Forza Italia! Andiamo ragazzi! Andiamo! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.